What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Badgers. Fun show today. I'm going to talk to you about why Chris McIntosh is really probably pretty smart about continuing to have the interim tag on Jim Leonard. Why there's really no rush there. We're going to talk about that, recruiting news, plus Iowa preview, all of that and more in today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. I really appreciate everybody tuning in, making this your listen, uh, first listen every day, your team every single day. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Sling TV. Uh, This episode of Lockdown Badgers is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup. Uh, between Wisconsin and Iowa right here on Sling. Sling TV, the TV you love for the price you love. Try it today. Uh, let's get right into it. So I've been wanting to kind of talk about this for a while. I think I'm going to get some other guests on and get their take on it too. But I just want to give you where I'm at on Chris McIntosh holding off on naming Jim Leonard the head coach, keeping that interim tag there. Because there's a lot of people who are now at the point, both fans and people in the media, who are who are at the point of, I've seen everything I need to see. Lock it up. It's done. Leonard's the dude. Players are saying it, right? We saw, let's see, Hunter Wohler came out today, talked about it. Chimri DK came out and talked about it. Maybe not today, but they both said, that's our dude. That's that's the guy. Nick Herbig has said it, right? That's the guy. Um, you know, you have media members, fans, like, what more does he need to do? Give him the job. Listen, I want to look at it. Try. We're all looking at it uh, maybe from Jim Leonard's perspective, maybe from our fans' perspective. Maybe from the player's perspective, look at it from Chris McIntosh's perspective for a second, right? And I've mentioned this before. Everyone talks about how Jim Leonard has spent his entire life and career building up to this. This is his dream job, coaching at Wisconsin. Well, this is Chris McIntosh's dream job too, probably, right? How long has he been toiling in the athletic administration, uh, that, that building, working under Barry Alvarez to be in this spot, to be the athletic director of one of the most powerful athletic programs in the country, right? So don't sleep on that. This this is a huge job for him as well. It's something he's worked for his entire life. And this hire that he's about to make for the head football coach at University of Wisconsin is going to make or break him, right? This job determines how long he's the athletic, or this, this hiring process determines how long he's going to be the athletic director at Wisconsin because make no mistake about it he botches this he gets fired right it doesn't matter how good women's volleyball is and they're incredible women's hockey is and they're incredible you know it doesn't matter how good cross-country soccer golf any other sport it's football it football 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 and if he doesn't get this one if he doesn't nail it he's gone that's it you know so from his perspective what's the rush Right. And that's what everyone everyone needs to kind of understand that there's no real rush here. All the urgency is created by the fans, by the media, by the players. But from his standpoint, from the athletic director's standpoint, there's no real urgency here because there doesn't have to be. Right. I mean, think about it. Jim Leonard is not going anywhere else until, you know, Chris McIntosh says yes or no to this position right here. Right. No one's coming in to poach Jim Leonard. Why why not take as much time as possible, get as many data points as possible on Jim Leonard, right? Why not do all of that, do as much due diligence as possible, see how Jim Leonard finishes the season off so you get three more games where you can evaluate him on, see him coach in-game strategy, 
there's just no real rush. And, you know, what could happen in the offseason? Well, if this job is still open, if you take that interim tag off now, you say Jim Leonard's the guy. You'd make a lot of fans happy. You'd make a lot of media members happy. You'd make a lot of players happy. You'd, And it wouldn't be necessarily a terrible move. I, I Like, I think Jim Leonard's still going to get the job. I think if you ask Chris McIntosh, he would say Jim Leonard's probably still going to get the job as well. But why not wait and see, you know, if there's maybe a powerhouse coach comes out of the woodwork. Wisconsin, listen, don't sleep on it. Wisconsin is one of the best jobs in one of the two best conferences in all of college sports. This is a powerhouse job that doesn't come open very often. We've talked about the consistent winning at Wisconsin. This is an opportunity for a coach to come in and take over one of the most consistent. uh, No, no, scratch that. The most consistent non-blue blood program in America. You know, that's a big time job. What if in the offseason, Luke Fickle reaches out, Dave Aranda reaches out. I'm not saying you pick those dudes over Jim Leonard, but it sure makes sense to talk to them, right? If they're super interested, it sure makes sense to see, you know, Luke Fickle had Cincinnati in the playoffs. Dave Aranda has a lot of the same defensive coordinator chops as Jim Leonard, but he's also been a successful head coach. He has more recruiting experience. He's been the DC at LSU. I'm just saying like it, and maybe there's someone else I'm not thinking of. Maybe there's some other really big, high-profile coach that looks at this job and says, yeah, I I could really do a lot of damage there. So why not see who comes out of the woodwork? Why not see what other coach might reach out? Like, the other part of this too is, I think you have to talk to Jim Leonard and see what his offensive philosophy is. You know, he, it's tough for Jim Leonard to, Jim Leonard's done an, a yeoman's job. He's done an incredible job of managing this, right? He has turned the football program around in season. But I don't think he's been able to devote a ton of time into these are the this is my perfect staff. This is the type of offense I want to run. This is how I want to change the recruiting philosophy. You know, those are conversations that are probably bigger picture strategic in sense that need to happen in the offseason and need to happen with Chris McIntosh. McIntosh probably, I don't know if all those conversations have been had, right? So again, that's another reason why it's not the worst move from Chris McIntosh's standpoint to take a step back, let the season play out, and then really talk to Leonard who's going to be the odds on favorite, by the way, but really sit down and say, what is your offensive philosophy? Where do you want to go with this program? And make sure you're good with it. Because again, you are co-signing your fate as the athletic director when you make a football hire. So sit down with them. Where do you want to go offensively? Who is your perfect staff? How would you change the recruiting philosophy? How would you expand the footprint, the brand? How are you going to deal with NIL? I like I really need to sit down with you as a prospective head coach. And how are you going to promote NIL? Make it work with Madison and the culture that we have here. These are all big picture questions that are hard to really answer and devote a ton of time to in season when Jim Leonard is just trying to beat Iowa, right? He's just trying to turn this program around. He's trying to get the offense on track. Like Jim Leonard right now is focused on right now, and I'm sure like somewhere in cluttering around in his brain, you know, he's thinking big picture. And I know he has, cause he's talked about it, but a lot of the focus is still just on winning the next game. Right. So it's, it's almost unfair to Jim Leonard to ask to ask him to lay out his vision for everything that he wants to change. And if, you know, he can't do that right now in the moment, then it's almost unfair to ask Chris McIntosh to remove the interim tag. Right. I, I think that's the thing that when you're looking at it from McIntosh's standpoint, I keep going back to that because I don't think a lot of people have been. There's no real need to have a sense of urgency here. The worst thing that happens without this sense of urgency is the recruiting stalls a little bit, right? We've seen Tretch Kekahuna leave. 
We've seen there's probably I'm sure there's prospects that we've stalled out on because of the coaching change. Broad or Roderick Pierce is probably gone, but we did just pick up a quarterback commit as well. No one else has left. Like I get it. Uh, having that interim, having that confusion, it doesn't help recruiting 100%. There's no arguing that. But I'll go back to what I've said for a long time. Getting the coaching hire is way more important than salvaging the 2023 recruiting class, okay? Way more important. This this program will survive another bad recruiting class if you nail the head coaching hire. Like, the program is not going to survive a bad head coach. So, yeah, if that's what McIntosh is weighing, right, like, I'm going to maybe not have a great 2023 class, but I have more time to evaluate my head coaching decision. Yeah, that's way more important than one recruiting class, y'all. So I don't know. That's interesting to me. I I can definitely see it from his standpoint. The other thing to think about is maybe Jim Leonard, there's some negotiate, and I'm just throwing this out there, but I think it's an interesting thought. It's something John Garcia brought up when he was on the show. You know, Jim Leonard might also want to talk about a few things too. Like what is the level of commitment from the program towards NIL? You know, before he makes that decision, there's there's probably some questions that have to go uh, both directions on this. So, you know, I I understand the urgency and the desire to have Jim Leonard take over. I think he eventually will be the dude. I think he has the ceiling of a, a top 10, 15 coach at the D1 level. But I think people also have to realize you don't need to do it right now. Like he's not going anywhere. Get more data points see what his vision for the program is, and quite frankly, just see what other coaches might want to come to Madison because there might be somebody too good to turn down. That's all I'm saying. Um, coming up next, I want to talk a little bit about Iowa. Uh, first to 17 wins, question mark. Wisconsin still in the Big Ten West championship race, question mark. That's coming up next, but first, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you're going to want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Badgers listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. Half of it, half off. You can't beat that. This is the biggest offer of the year. You don't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. I've talked about it before. I occasionally have work travel. I've gone to some pretty crazy places. I had work travel to Cuba um, just while I was doing this show. And having Simply Safe installed on our home gives me the sense of security that I can leave for a couple of days and my family's safe. It gives my wife that sense of security. We have sensors on all of our doors and windows. It's incredibly easy to install. I did it, and I am not the handiest dude out there. Um, And just that sense of security for your family. It's that sense of security that someone else has got their back when you can't be there to have their back. So that's why I love it. It's something that we use, and we've used a long time. Um, It's a top-rated SimpliSafe app. You stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm and disarm. Unlock for a guest. Access your cameras. And you don't even have to be there to do it. Call that. Um, miss, don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com. There is the biggest discount of the year. You're not going to want to miss it. Don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Thank you for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every single day. Uh, for your second listen, go check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes. Lockdown Sports today. Available on this app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I want to welcome everyone back. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Badgers. As always, I really do appreciate y'all so, so much. One of your first listens every day, your team every single day. Uh, let's get into Iowa preview. Going to Kinnick this weekend, Wisconsin is a slight favorite. I've seen one and a half, two, uh, minus one and a half, minus two, over under around 37 is what I saw. You know, so <laughs> shocking to nobody, right? Uh, not a high scoring game, first to 17, first to 20, probably wins. Um, it's going to be cold. It's going to be frigid. It's not going to be that crazy, windy, rainy maelstrom uh, from last weekend uh, against Maryland, but it is going to be cold. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a cold you know, November Big Ten game between two rivals. So not going to be an easy contest. Let's talk Iowa a little bit. Five and four in the year. They're coming off two wins, two two of their more impressive offensive performances. There's Listen, there's not many to choose from, okay? But, you know, they dropped 33 against Northwestern, 24 against Purdue. Northwestern's pretty terrible. Uh, Purdue has been, has, hasn't been very good for a couple weeks now. But Spencer Petrus has played a little bit better. He still had a... Um, catastrophically bad year, right? Five touchdowns, five interceptions. He's averaging um, 55% completion percentage and 6.1 yards per pass. So not, he's not completing a lot of passes and he's also not pushing the ball down the field, right? That's a very disastrous combination of things. Usually, you know, the quarterbacks not completing a lot are at least taking more risk, pushing the ball down the field. And, vice, and then if you're completing a lot of passes, maybe you're not throwing for as many yards. He's doing neither. Right, he's not pushing the ball down the field, and he's also not completing passes at a high clip. One to one touchdown to interception ratio. He has been better at home, so he will be in Kinnick in this game. But he's been a bad quarterback. Graham Mertz, by every statistical metric, really by the eye test, by any way you want to look at it, has been um, demonstrably better than uh, Spencer Petrus this year. So, you know, you have you go on the road, you play a close game. Who is the quarterback edge? A lot of that that matters. That, that's a big deal. Wisconsin checks that box. Uh, and it doesn't check it with like light, a light pencil. It's a check with a Sharpie and an X, right? And a cross. Like it is, that is a big time Wisconsin advantage in this game. You know, Wisconsin's defensive line, their, their linebackers have been getting home more. We've seen that pressure tick up. And some of that, by the way, the, the pressure has been getting home a little bit more. Uh, the defense line has been a little better recently. Keanu Benton's been a stud. Herbig's coming off a two sack performance against Maryland, but it's also because that secondary Wisconsin, you get Alexander Smith back, you get Hunter Waller back that, that secondary, we're seeing the vision of what people thought this secondary would be at the beginning of the year. When we thought Alexander Smith was going to be healthy when Hunter Waller was there. Now the secondary is giving that pass rush a couple more seconds, a couple more beats to get to the quarterback. And we've seen some of the results of that was I was offensive line has not been great protecting features this year. They are 13th in the big 10 giving up three sacks per game. So this is definitely an opportunity for Wisconsin's pass rush, uh, the secondary to continue feasting. What I would expect was Iowa does not have a lot of game breakers on the outside. I would expect Wisconsin to really challenge those receivers, to put more players in the box, uh, and really challenge Iowa to to throw it over the top, to, to make plays happen. Because they haven't been able to do it this year. They do have a really good tight end. Shocking, Iowa has a great tight end. Uh, Sam Laporta. 44 receptions this year, by far their leading receiver. He's really good. Uh, he's he's very talented. We've seen Wisconsin struggle at times with tight ends getting up the seam. We've seen some issues with the inside linebackers in coverage. That hasn't been a strength of Wisconsin's this year. So I, I would expect Laporta to eat a little bit to, to get some receptions. He, um, they've been playing better. They've been getting him the ball more. 
really good player, but not a lot on the outside. And a tight end is not going to be enough to win this game. Uh, Iowa's running game has been getting better. Yeah, Caleb Johnson the last two weeks has been explosive. 7.1 yards per carry against Northwestern. And last last week, uh, 9.1 yards per carry on 22 carries against Purdue. Had 200 yards. So the running game has been going a little bit better. I don't know. I, I don't think there's a lot there. They haven't played. It's not like they played a really good defense in this stretch. Northwestern is um, beyond terrible. We've seen that with our own eyes. And Purdue has kind of fallen off the train. The train tracks a little bit, right? So is Iowa's offense better than it has been? Are they clicking a little bit more? Are they getting in sync a little bit? Yeah. But considering where they were, uh, that doesn't really say a whole lot. Now, Iowa's defense has been incredible this year. Uh, one of the best defenses in the Big Ten, um, even even despite getting whacked around by Ohio State a little bit in a game where their offense really let them down. They're led by a really good defensive line. Uh, they have three dudes on the defense line that get up to the quarterback. Two of them have five sacks apiece. They have six interceptions from their secondary. It's a really good team, a really good defense, and a really bad offense. Going to be a just a muck-it-up game, uh, and that's all it is. Now, what what do I think is going to happen in this game? I think Wisconsin's going to win. I think Wisconsin's going to win, uh, quite frankly, because I don't think that Iowa offense going back up now, ratcheting up against a good defense, is going to do enough to score more than 13 points, barring some type of turnover, some type of special teams miscue. You know, Mertz could put one in, you know, on the ground or Braylon Allen could put it on the ground. You never know. But just if Wisconsin plays clean, I was not going to score enough. Okay, we've seen enough sample size here. And we've seen enough sample size from Wisconsin to know that they can put up some points, that they have a quarterback edge. They have a skilled uh, player edge. Their offensive line is starting to get a little bit better. They're getting healthier. And Wisconsin's defense is playing as well as it has all season long, right? Getting those secondary members back. You know, getting Keanu Benson fully kind of healthy back in the fold of it. The inside linebackers have been playing better. It's it's just a team that's playing with a little bit more juice right now. Um, so I would expect Wisconsin to win this game. I, I don't think it's going to be that pretty. It, it's not going to be a, a blowout. You know, Iowa's tough in Kinnick. They always are. The defense will keep it tough. Again, it's going to be a cold kind of just ah, game. So I would say 17-13 Wisconsin, 20-13 Wisconsin, something along those lines. I do expect Wisconsin to cover, and I would take the under. The under is um, 37 last I saw, I believe. So, you know, 2013 puts you at 33, somewhere in that range. I would take the under. I would take Wisconsin to cover. I think Mertz has a pretty good game. I think Petra struggles again. I was not going to be able to run it that well. Again, Wisconsin's going to do to Iowa what a lot of teams do to Wisconsin, right? They're going to load the box, and they're going to make Spencer Petras beat them, and he's not going to be able to do it because he hasn't been that dude. Mertz is a lot better. So, Take I would take Wisconsin here. I would uh, take them to cover. I would take the under because I think Wisconsin gets a lead and then they salt it away. Or they just run the ball a lot. Uh, and that's Iowa. And one of the things that's interesting about this is Wisconsin still has a bit of an outside chance, right, to win the West and uh, represent the Big Ten West in the Big Ten Championship game against Iowa or against um, Ohio State or, or Michigan, depending on how that plays out on the, the East. They got to win this one, right? You got to win out. So we'll see how that plays out. I don't want to get into the scenarios too much until after this week. I want to see what happens with Illinois. I want to make sure we get through Iowa before we really start diving into potential Big Ten West title talk. But it is interesting with where we were four weeks ago, three weeks ago, that we are currently talking about, "Mm, I could see it. It could happen. Uh, I would like to have everyone's thoughts in the comments. Do you actually want to play Ohio State again this year? Curious on your thoughts on that, because uh, I'm going to do a show on that coming up. I'm not sure if I do. 
I'm not sure if winning the Big Ten West is worth getting thwacked by Ohio State again, but that's going to be on a different show. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about Cola Crew, who did commit to Wisconsin, gave his verbal. We haven't talked about it since it became official. I have a few more thoughts on that. I'm very intrigued by it, um, and I want to talk about why I'm so excited about it. But first, today's show is brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. I love Built Bar. Can we pause for a second? Pause it. Okay, we're paused. you got to try them. I'm talking about Bilt Bar's new reimagined flavors, cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. I love the cookie dough stuff. Everything they do is incredible. White chocolate peppermint granola. White chocolate peppermint granola in a protein bar, low on sugar with 17 to 20 grams of protein. It's incredible. I hide them. I have a little cache of them because my kids get in them. They eat them like candy bars. Um, which is kind of a dad win because it means they're eating healthy, but then it's also kind of a dad sad because they're eating my built bars. They are awesome. It's a great health snack. It's something that's simple, easy, uh, give your body the protein it needs without sacrificing the taste, without having to choke down some cardboard tasting blah. Built bar has absolutely become my go-to and we have a great offer for you. Um, get 15% off your order right now using the code locked on 15 at built.com. That's 15% off with the code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. <clears throat> I want to thank everybody again. Tune in to Locked On Badgers. I really do appreciate it. Um, if you're interested, come join the Discord. We have a bunch of really good dudes in there talking Badger football, Badger basketball, Badger sports, movies, podcasts, uh, gaming, whatever it is, it's there. And we do free giveaways through it as a way to just say thank you for supporting the show. So come join our Discord. Talk Badgers with us. It's absolutely free. Um, let's talk Cola Crew. So, Listen, I've talked about Cola Crew a lot, but I, I could talk about it a lot more for a couple of reasons. The first is we got the quarterback, All right, You got your quarterback in this class now. We talked about for a while how shallow the depth chart is at quarterback at Wisconsin. So this is a vital, vital um, cycle to get one or two of them. I would say two, but you got one of them now. You have a quarterback locked in. That's huge for the depth. You need to get some more bodies in that, in that spot. Um, but you're also getting somebody, what, what's interesting to me, with LaCruz specifically, is you're getting somebody with unique upside. You know, 6'2", 6'3", he's probably a 4'7", 4'6", 5'5", guy. Like, he runs well, but he's got a good arm. Like, what I'm saying is, he's raw. He he comes from a state that is more of a flyover state in Colorado. Excuse me, he's not playing at the highest level of Florida or Texas. But you're getting physical tools. Like, you're getting legitimate things to work with it's like in baseball if you're drafting in in the second or third rounds right and you're taking a prep righty uh for those who aren't into baseball i apologize but you're taking a high school righty that throws like 96 97 and he's projectable and he has great spin on his curveball but the command's a little wonky he doesn't have a lot of experience but you have tools that you can legitimately dream on like he is carrying tools okay his arm strength is a carrying tool his mobility is a carrying tool and on top of it, he's got charisma, he's got swagger, and he's part of an undefeated season this year uh, with the stats and production to back it up. So I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of this commitment. I've said it for a while. I think he's a guy who can come in and help stabilize a recruiting class. All right, when you bring in, you, you're in this era, and we talked about it in the previous segment, right? We talked about ah, Macintosh, maybe, maybe you need to make a move because this recruiting class is falling apart. But it's not, like it's, it's really not falling apart. And you've just brought in a quarterback. And when a quarterback comes in, I think it adds some confidence and stability to the class itself. Other players can look at, you know, Cole LaCrue and, oh, he committed. They got a quarterback. You know, this is kind of smoothing out. Okay, okay. And as you go and recruit other skill position guys, LaCrue is going to be a big part of that. Like, he's going to be a guy who can help recruit other spots. 
And by the way, from having talked to him, he's a charismatic dude. Like he's got some swagger to him. He's got some confidence to him. He's got some cockiness to him. He's got some brashness to him in, in good ways. You want some of that in your quarterback. I think it's a big deal for this class. I think it's a big deal to help stabilize the class. And it's also a guy who, in my opinion, has physical tools that can be developed. Not right away. Like he, you, you're going to have to put some time and, and development into him. But that's not different than 98% of high school quarterbacks, right? Miles Burkett needs time. Grant, Graham Mertz needed several years. Like that's, that's not unique to Cole crew. But if it pans out and he hits the ceiling, you're going to be getting a 6'3 kid with a big arm and mobility and swagger. Like that wins. <laughs> like if that pans out, it wins. And, you know, so I love it. I think it's a really, really big time pickup. It wouldn't shock me if they're, if they still are looking at maybe adding a transfer portal quarterback, depending on what Chase Wolf does, you know, wouldn't shock me if they continue trying to add to that position. Maybe it's a PWO, uh, maybe an in-state kid like Kaminsky, they reach back out or, or Spellman, but I, I think it's a big time pickup. Um, we also should hopefully be getting him on the show soon. So I, I'd love to, uh, if you have any questions for him, um, let me know. We'll put it in the comments and we'll, we'll get that out to him, but yeah, big time commitment. I'm very, st- I'm very stoked for it. I think there's physical tools there and I think it helps stabilize the recruiting class and the recruiting depth chart. So Cola crew, um, member of the 2023 class. And with that, uh, we're going to sign off. I want to say thank you to everybody tuning in, listening, coming up. Uh, this week, we still have an interview with John Garcia Jr. talking football recruiting. I think Cole LaCrue will be on the show, and we might do one more basketball slash football show coming up this week. So lots of content, as always. Um, really appreciate everybody tuning in. If you like the show, hit the subscribe button. Help us continue to build this community. Um, and when you're done here, go check out Lockdown Sports Today. All the biggest sports news stories in one spot, Lockdown Sports Today, wherever you get your podcast, um, available on the YouTube or Odyssey app on Wisconsin.